All right, guys, what's going on today? Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about being a perfectionist and really a better way that I like to think about this, guys, is striving for greatness. And it's something that I've uh, really recognized about myself over these past few years and something that I've sort of become, you know, I would say really proud of that. You know, I try to push myself and I try to push my team and I try to push other people around me to that same standard, even though knowing that sometimes it can be a bit much for people. And sometimes, you know, you'll get a lot of the, you know, do you ever turn off or do you ever tune out or do you ever relax or, you know, even just people just saying relax. And it's one of those things where I don't really want to relax. Like, I don't want to I don't want to be mediocre. I don't want to put out a mediocre podcast. I don't want to put out mediocre content. I don't want to have a mediocre website. All these things that so many people just don't understand. And I've had a few instances over the past week, and I'm going to talk about a few of them just to kind of give you an example of what I'm talking about and how there are a few things that I've experienced over the past couple of days that are just signs of this that you can tell other people are not pushing for. And so the first is our website. So you guys might notice that we, we changed our website yet again and man, maybe gosh, it might be three or four years ago. Now I started to teach myself WordPress. So Tom had told us that he was going to be leaving and Tom had done all of our websites and he had done it in HTML through a website called Wix, which requires a decent amount of coding, a lot of image creation and stuff that was maybe just a little bit over my head. When he left, I was really worried because any of the website changes, anything that we would have to do, I basically at that time was just telling Tom, hey, we need to do this. Can you do that? And then he would carry it out. When he left, I knew that you know, and Tom's such an amazing person. He's so nice. He was, you know, yeah, I can still help with that. I can still help do t-shirt designs. I can still help do this and that. But number one, you know, that that's, you know, Tom's going to move on to bigger and better things. And when he's directing, you know, billion dollar Hollywood movies, I don't want to be calling him and being like, Hey Tom, uh, we need to update the schedule on our website. And I was wondering if you could knock that out this week. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's something where, you know, I can figure this out. I know that I can, teach myself how to do it. And I really wanted to, it's, it's easier for me to take the creation in my own head and the image in my own head and put it down onto paper. Now, a lot of people would kind of stop there, right? And they would just say, well, I don't know how to build a website. I don't know how to do that. So I'm just not going to do it. And they'd give up and they'd go and hire somebody. Well, the first thing that I did was I really started diving into YouTube pages, uh, started reading a lot, started reading a lot of blogs, started reading about WordPress and WordPress before I had started this truck, I'd never even heard of, which is kind of crazy because it's like 50% of the internet now are WordPress pages. And so I started teaching myself how to do this and I started building the website. And at first I sucked. I was slow. I had to, you know, Google how to do anything. Like if I want to change a color, I had to Google that. I didn't even know 11B2EF, which is friendship blue for those of you guys who don't know. And so I'm like texting Tom, like, Hey, what's our color code? Like, I don't even know any of this stuff. And I had to figure all that out kind of on the fly. 
And I think there's so many instances and situations like that where people are put into a situation that is tough and, you know, you've maybe been relying on somebody in your life for something. And Maria just had an instance I'll talk about here in a second. But, you know, she's been maybe relying on me too much for something. She had that realization moment, that oh shit moment. I've got to I've got to learn how to do this myself. This can't be something that I am reliant on other people for. And this has given me over the years now, you know, it's been four years of me working on the website and I've pretty much learned how to do almost anything. And I've taught myself all of it. And now I rebuilt and recreated essentially the website sort of from scratch, the entire navigation process, a lot of the web pages. I did that in like six hours, which before it took me like six months. And so you get better at it and you get faster at it and that builds your confidence. And then you start to know more than other people. You start to know more than people who are even in that industry. And so I started to dive into things like search engine optimization. I started to get real nerdy with a lot of this stuff and I started to teach myself all of it. And when you start to do that, I care about friendship more than anybody in the world is ever going to care about friendship. And I get that, right? I understand it. But that gives me a fire and a passion and a perfection pursuit that nobody else will ever even comprehend. So last year, we were looking at the website and we knew we wanted to make some changes. We knew we had some new programs. We wanted to make it a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. You know, it was kind of bare bones. It was great for Google and it was a great like first website for me to build, but it wasn't very like pretty, right? And so we went to a seminar last year and I met a woman who does, who builds gyms, websites, and people were pretty happy with her that she had really good reviews. And, you know, I talked with her, I told her what I wanted to do. She sent me a couple templates and, you know, sure. Great. Uh, let's, let's look into it. And so we hired her. She rebuilt the website and she did all this stuff. And once you start seeing this, you start realizing, well, she took a shortcut here And, you know, maybe she didn't care about that all the way there. That's not really what we wanted. And so every other client, every other person, every other gym that works with this web developer, which from what I can tell is hundreds of gyms, everybody else just accepts that they just take it. They just, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's a great looking website. But we weren't performing very well on Google speed tests. We weren't performing very well on search engine optimization. There were things that, in my opinion, were left a little bit short. Yeah, the website looked great, but it could have performed better and it could have looked better. So I started to do some work. And that started about eight months ago. And I've just sort of had this like nagging thing in the back of my mind. Now we were paying these people to continue to like, Hey, send us an email with any updates that you guys want. And so like, I'm changing the website every day and she's reaching out to me like, Hey, like, you know, if you want to make these changes, you can just go through us and you know, that's what you're paying us for. And then it's like, okay. So I kind of think about that and it's like, yeah, you're right. I am paying to get some, some of my time back and you know, some of my, my ease of mind. So I'd send them a couple fixes. Hey, I want this done. And then they do it. And then it wasn't great. So then I had to spend more of my time going back and fixing it and making it look better and making it perform better and making it faster. And again, this just obsession, this this constant pursuit of it can be better. It needs to be better. I don't want a mediocre website. I don't want anything involved with my company to be mediocre at all. And so I started to work. And so this just boils up and boils up and boils up. 
And so, you know, this past week I had just kind of had enough. And so I, we moved on essentially. And the whole time this, this woman who's, you know, created this website, we essentially now recreated every square inch of the entire website away from her design, from her plan, from her creation. We added in all of this functionality on the back end to make things faster, to make things read better on search engine optimization. So she reaches out and she's just like, well, um, you know, so of course, like we're not going to continue to pay her. So we're going to move on. And so you have this little bit of an awkward moment where she like doesn't understand why we did all that and why she's basically like getting fired. And you try to explain to him, it's like, you know, this is your chosen profession, but you just, I don't know. You're just not, you're just not good enough. Like I it's, there's no other way to put it. Like either you don't care enough about our website as much as we do, which I understand, or you don't know, which is bad because I do this as a hobbyist part-time and I'm figuring it out. But again, it just comes back to this, like, there's, there's that mindset of, you know, I do this as a job part-time. It's kind of a hobby. I fell into it. And so I kind of do it half-ass, but like, you know, she probably checks out at like three or four o'clock on a Friday. She probably takes all weekend off. You know, she's probably doing all this stuff. And it's like, I'm doing a lot of this stuff on, you know, Friday night at nine or Saturday, you know, morning first thing or Saturday night or Sunday afternoon or all fucking week. And it ends up being one of those things where it's just like, I am going to put an extra degree of effort into this because of how much I care. And I get that this is just sort of a job and a paycheck to you, but if, if we're not on the same page on that, you're never going to understand what I'm going to say to that, what I'm going to tell you for why I'm putting so much effort into this. And it's the same thing when we were talking about this podcast, we did a big podcast with all, a bunch of the coaches. It was Mitchell, Ryan, uh, Andy and I, and it was my first podcast with four people. And if you guys know me and you know what I've been working on and you know what you're listening to, you know that I want to give you high quality sound content that is entertaining, fun, and easy to listen to and nice to listen to. I want our voices to sound good. I want them to sound natural. I don't want there to be an echo. I don't want any of these things. So my post-production process on my first podcast with four people is probably going to take me three or four hours. It's going to be a ton of time. We don't make any money on the podcast. I don't, there's no, there's no real purpose. Like somebody from the outside would look at that and just say, dude, just post it like who freaking cares and like but that's the problem that's it in my opinion that that just you know throw it out there who cares put it out in the world it doesn't matter like that to me is sort of what irks me you know and it's always irked me when it comes to you know crossfit gyms who you know, aren't organized or things aren't clean or, you know, the programming's bad or the coaching's bad or they don't warm you up properly or the intro process is bad or they run a bad business. Like all of it. It's like you look at it and you're just like, dude, you have to fix that. This is bad. And they're just like, oh, like, you know, who cares? Like people don't care. It's like, yeah, no, they do. Like whether or not you know it, they are going to recognize that. And you you have to live in that moment where it's like this just dry, these things just drive you nuts because they're just not as good as they could be. And so I think that that gets us back to our point a little bit here, which is why are we constantly just settling? Why is it OK, you know, for for this conversation? Let's just say, why is it OK 
for me to do a podcast with like my Apple headphones on and just throw it up on the internet and just assume that you guys are just going to listen to it and enjoy it. Why is that acceptable? I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. Like if, if you guys are going to take 30 to 40 minutes out of your life, if you guys have listened to all like 70 podcasts we've done, that's like a hundred hours that you have spent listening to this. Why in the world it, it would be disrespectful of me to you as my consumer to not try to constantly get better. I don't get why we why we live in this like it's good enough mindset mentality world where people are just constantly everywhere. Just eh, it's fine. Eh, it's not a big deal. Eh, let me walk by this gum wrapper on the floor. You know, ah, that trash is full. I'm going to cram it down in there rather than just taking the trash bag out. Right. The, the, this, like these little things, and it's just like, my mind's like going nuts with all these things. And so, you know, yeah, I think people sometimes think of me as like, geez, like Jeff's a little bit neurotic. Like he's a little crazy, but at the same time, like a couple things that you can bank on, like if we are going to implement something, if we're going to be doing something, it is going to be of the absolute best quality that something for the first implementation can be. And knowing that that's not going to be perfect, it's going to bother me. And then I am going to obsess over the process to fix it. And so a couple things. One, like you should really love your coaches because you can probably tell how hard this probably is for them. And again, I understand it. I understand how hard it can be to be, you know, Maria or my family sometimes or the other coaches at the gym and just deal with this, this push. And the hardest thing for me is to evolve as an owner, as a business owner, as a CEO, you have to entrust other people a lot. You have to hand things off and say, I trust that you will have this same degree or close to this degree of care for this thing that I am handing off to you, which is just scary as hell for me because I do think that it's hard for people to to think that way, to be that way. And so my my big point with this is and what I think you guys need to take away is why are we accepting just things just being like they're just okay like we're just doing eh, all right right like what things are you looking around that and just saying like yeah you know eh, that's not that big of a deal like that's fine when it it just could, it could be better or if you guys are listening to this and you're like wow like Jeff is a psycho with that stuff. Like, why don't you have anything in your life that you care that much about? Like that, I think, is the biggest thing. Like, and this is the thing that I try to tell parents all the time is like, I think that like this is how I think I would be as a parent. Why I'm scared shitless of being a parent is I would just like I would be like reading and researching and I would be diving into anything my kids showed interest in because I would just want to know that like the back of my hand so that I could nurture it and help them and guide them and give them you know wisdom and help and be a part of that with them and obsess over making that like something for them and something great and something awesome and something that they love and I love and we push that passion forward together and like to me, it's that pursuit of if I'm going to do something, I know that I want to be all in. Right. And it's probably a little bit of what the tomb like did to me. Right. Is like you 
you push to this level, this degree, because you know that like, I mean, I came in one time, I'll never forget. I came in with a uniform and I had spent probably like 16 straight hours. I hadn't slept in a few days and I had just been obsessing over every little detail of this uniform. And if you guys have never seen the uniforms and how we measure them and some of that stuff, like you're not going to have a great concept of this, Uh, but everything gets measured with what's called a micrometer. So basically it's a, a ruler that goes down to one 64th of an inch for the tick marks. And if you're one 64th of an inch off on any of your measurements, then that's what's called a gig. And as you start approaching your final test, you basically get two gigs across your entire uniform. And that's like a piece of lint is a gig. Um, anything wrong with your shoes, which is like a whole different thing is a gig. And so you're constantly just looking for like the teeniest, tiniest little possible errors or mistakes. And like, as soon as you think that one thing is perfect, your eye catches something else and you realize like, shit, like that still needs to be better. Shit, this needs to be better. And so where a lot of guys would, you know, they'd work on their uniform till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And then they'd hit the bed to get five hours of sleep before they went on shift. It's like, I would get into this like obsession. I would listen to like trance and like house music in my headphones. Cause it would like zone me in a little bit. And all of a sudden, like you look at it and I would have been working on my uniform till, you know, four in the morning and then like tape it off to get the lint off real quick. And then I'm running it to the cemetery to get there on time. And you're doing these things, but it's like, but that was what allowed me to find so much fast success there. So I was able to get my tomb guard badge faster than anybody in history. And it's like, so you take this little short term pain, right? A couple of nights without sleep, a couple of nights where, you know, your friends maybe go out to the bar and, you know, have some fun and you're grinding away, you know, shining shoes, listening to uh, comedy CDs, which is also one of my other pastimes. Right. And it's that little, like those little sacrifices, just a couple of them here or there. And then before you know it, you're great at something. You're, you're better than the rest. Like you stand out above your peers and that little extra attention to detail started to show to my trainers, started to show to the people in charge of me, like, holy crap, like this kid, he's going above and beyond. Like this is, this is better than we've seen in the past. He's doing more and it always ends up that way, right? Whether it's you're, you're working out and you're getting better at working out or, you know, whether it's a new job or a new business or whatever, like, you know, when you change jobs and, or you start a new business or whatever it is, you, you know, you started a new college, anything like just, you should look at that first six months as like texting your friends and family. Just, Hey guys, I love you. You have to know. I love you. I'm not going to be able to talk to you very much because I am just going to absolutely commit myself to this for six months or a year. And if you guys have never done that, if you've never just buckled down and really just hammered something for six months, like you just don't have any idea what you are capable of with full commitment to something for that time period. It's incredible. You start to realize how many hours you have in a day. It's unbelievable what you can get done in 24 hours. And everybody always feels like, I don't have enough time. It's like, dude, you can do some amazing, amazing things. If you just quiet the noise and focus on what you want to be better, what you want to be perfect, what are you striving for to make perfect? 
And for those of you parents out there, I think that this is one of those big things. Like there isn't a perfect parenting thing, but man, you can always be better. You can always be better, whether it's how you handle your nutrition for your kid, whether it's how you take an interest in the things that they are interested in. How do you research their educational options? You know, it's like if they show an interest in coding apps or video games or something like that, like, you know, are you looking into taking them out of public school and letting them dive into that so that they can be the next 16 year old prodigy who builds some app that's going to change the world? Like, do you even think about giving them that opportunity or is public school? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, like it's cool. It's good. They take my kid for eight hours a day. I'm good. You know, it's like that's we just accept these things that we just don't need to. It's the same thing with work. It's like, you know, are you turning in projects? Are you looking at stuff? And you're like, all right, yeah, that's good. Chip the email off like it's four o'clock on Friday. Time to hit the old dusty trail and check out and, you know, turn your work cell phone off and do these things. Or could you do something and stay on Friday till six? And everybody else is left and you can you know, put those little finishing touches on that. You know, you can you can reach out to this old client who, you know, would be a huge account for your company, you know, or you could just go above and beyond and, you know, make a better connection with a boss, an employer, a coworker. you know, take some care and effort and energy that everybody else in that company is just not willing to take. And I think it's true with health and fitness more than anything. And I love to obviously bring things back around. But what I like with this, guys, more than anything, and we talk a lot about mental health and clarity and focus, this stuff gives you a just sharp, hardcore focus, priorities. It quiets a lot of that noise when you start to understand that this is where I am not going to accept anything less than better. I am going to be better every day. The stuff that I fired up this morning for my for friendship, for our community, what we're going to be doing is tangibly going to take us well beyond what almost any other gym in the country is doing. We are going to be better because we are taking this extra degree of care because I am taking this extra degree of care. And I can, I can very, very clearly look you right in the eye and tell you exactly how this is going to make every single person better in our facility, every single coach's life better, and make them be able to provide people more value. Like, that's what I, but it is good right now. It's good. We have people all the time come up to me like, oh man, Jeff, do you see those Saturday, Sunday classes? Gosh, you guys are doing really well. I love the way that things are going. I love the coaches. You guys are super successful. It's not good enough. It's like I, Dre told me that the other day and he goes, dude, can you never accept like compliments like that? I said, I don't like hearing that stuff. That's the kind of stuff that makes you not hungry anymore. That's the kind of stuff that makes you say, eh, it's all right. You know, that's the kind of stuff that makes you not stick around on a Saturday and clean something up or not take the trash out when you should or rely on other people to get things done for you when you know that you should be doing it or you could do it better. I don't like that mentality, right? It's There's a lot of tomb guards who pass training and then they just relax. I don't like that. That is not the way that I roll. That is not the way that anybody who cares about anything should ever roll, right? Your job parenting, it's never done. 
Like I, I get more value out of communicating with my mom and dad now than I can remember as a kid. And so like they, it's not like you stop parenting. It just changes. And that communication process as they get older, like you should be continuing to think about how can I help them? Has anybody talked to them about personal finance? Has anybody talked to them about nutrition? Who are they reaching out to? Who are they spending time with? How can I provide value? How can I reach out with this stuff? You don't want to be overbearing to these, you know, college and teenage kids and stuff, but man, you also, you can't just say like, ah, they're good when you've never talked to them about how to handle debt, when you've never talked to them about what student loans are going to mean for them, when they should buy a house, how they should be saving and investing money. And if you don't know that, then you can't do your job as a parent. You can't do your job as a friend. You can't do your job as a husband and wife. So that's what you should be staying up on Saturday night and doing, learning that so that you can start to make some moves to get ahead. And you can start to do some other things with your life that are going to make things better and less stressful and take all that stuff that just is like that big elephant on your back and just poof, take it away, right? And so our job, it's just, it's never done, right? And in between there, a big part of this, guys, is once you start having this focus, like I know that on Friday and Saturday, now, I know that I can start to relax and have a couple beers. I know that I can do that because at any given time when that stuff doesn't come up, I know that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to grind and slave away for six to eight hours, whatever it's going to be. You know, this Monday morning, I'm going like a fiend for about seven hours right now. And, and I know that that work ethic, what I can put into this, how much I can get done in seven hours is going to be enough to move us forward. It's going to make us better. And so I can have a little bit of relaxation time because I put in that extra time, because I put in that work, because I put in that focus, because I'm not okay with just okay. Right. So hopefully this guy, this, this started to look at something like, and it can be anywhere, right? If we're just accepting things, if we're just taking things for where they are, if you're in just an okay relationship, like, man, I just, nobody wants to, nobody wants that. Nobody sits around just going like, man, you know, I'm really looking for, for, you know, just kind of an okay marriage. Like, I just kind of want, you know, I just kind of want some okay kids. Like, no, like you want, you want just this squared away kid is looking adults in the eye at nine years old, communicating. It's like Tanner yesterday, man, he's just, uh, comes right up to me looks me square in the eye and starts uh, suggesting changes for the gym. And I think he's like nine. So what a stud. Like, I love that. And so, you know, then you can ha- you go up and you start showing him around, start talking to him about it. It's like, hell yeah. Like, I, I love that. That's so, that's so fantastic. But then you just nurture that. Right. And so just this constant kind of pursuit of, you know, how can we get better and where are we not, you know, pushing for perfection. And the easiest one, guys, here, if you guys are really listening to this for fitness, you know, health, wellness, some of that stuff, which you guys might have just seen, by the way, that we, you know, updated the podcast. And that was Tom. Tom's our uh, one of our biggest podcast fans. And so uh, he's been helping me out with some of that stuff. 
But the easiest thing, guys, from a health and wellness standpoint is this, you know, are you coming two days a week and you're saying, oh, that's, you know, that's good enough. Like I work a lot and I'm busy and I've got kids and, you know, two days a week, like, yeah, that's good enough. When you know you should make it for like, you know, you should make it for you should not be accepting to. You know, same thing. You know, are you just saying like, oh, you know, I'm not I'm not, you know, super motivated right now. So, you know, I'm maybe going to kind of I don't know, I'm going to look into some other stuff or I don't know. I might start, you know, working out at home or doing triathlons or something like that. And it's just like you are you are starting to get to the point where you are accepting less than you are accepting something that is not pushing the ball forward and holding yourself to a higher standard and having higher expectations for yourself and pushing to get to a place where, you know, you know, you could be better. And I think that's one of the frustrating things for me. Now I see top level CrossFit competitors who get to a place where it's really hard for them to ever PR anything again, right? Like you've run, like I've run sub five minute miles, right? And you know, you've done some of these things. It's just like, I just don't know if I'll ever do that again. And so then you start to see some of those people explore some other things, you know, maybe they get into Brazilian jujitsu, maybe they get into rock climbing, maybe they do some other things because they pushed so hard. They sacrificed so much to drive their performance so high that after a certain place, like you, if you don't have a passion for it anymore, you do have to walk away. It was the same thing with me as tomb guards. You know, they give you two years, two and a half years, because they know after that amount of time, it is really, really hard to keep the passion for the mission. And when you start to lose that passion for the mission, you start to just look at your uniform on, you know, a long, after a long day and you're just kind of like, Hey, you know, I'm going to do a couple touch points and you know, I'm good enough. And as soon as you say that it's time to move on, it's time to start thinking about that. Like, but that's because you had already pushed to the highest level. But if you haven't ever pushed yourself there, if you haven't ever taken that passionate pursuit, if you ever haven't even eaten for 30 days, absolutely perfectly. Like, you, you have to try it. You have to hold yourself to that standard. See what you're capable of, you know, see what you're capable of with your job before you start looking for other jobs. You know, if you're just checking out early and you're not paying attention and you're not dialed in and you're not doing these things and you're starting to say, ah, my job sucks. I'm not that into it. And it's like, did you ever really give it a chance? Did you ever really put the passionate pursuit into it? Because if you didn't, then you're just kind of quitting, you know, and you didn't give it your all. And if you get in that habit, man, that is dangerous. That is really, really, really not good. When you start to accept when you didn't put in the effort, when you just gave it a half ass attempt and then you quit because you started to convince yourself that it just wasn't working or I just didn't like it or whatever without actually trying, without actually putting that effort in. So hopefully that gives you guys some stuff to think about and, uh, you know, I have about a million instances of it, uh, unfortunately, that, uh, you know, other people have kind of, you know, told me to chill out on or whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm just telling you, I don't really want to. I don't want to chill out like I want. I want when people hear friendship, when they see it, when they come, I want 
that to be associated with something great. Like I want it to be known for very high quality. I want all of our content to be very high quality. I want our coaches to be very high quality and everything that, you know, encapsulates that name has to be working to get better. Right. And I'm not expecting perfection on day one. Like my first walk as a tomb guard, it was not good. Right. It was bad. But I was lucky to have patient trainers who came up to me and told me, here's where you messed up. Here's what I recommend for you to start to get better at that. Train, 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 obsess about this one thing that'll get better. And then just keep committing yourself to the process. And so it's the same thing. You know, we might roll out a new kids program. And it might have 13 or 14 different versions, different times, different coaches, different you know processes, different planning, different schedules, all this stuff, how the day runs might be different, right? And it's going to go through these 13 or 14 variations and we're going to keep trying to improve it because it's, it is organic. It needs to be something where it needs to keep getting better. And then a new kid's going to come in and that kid might throw a huge wrench in it because the kid might, you know, just be total chaos and, you know, not move well and whatever. And so then now we have to change the program, right? Because if, you know, a bunch of chaotic kids come in, we can't have X and Y and Z. And so we constantly are pushing and changing and it's not perfect, right? Nothing is, but we have to look at it as how can we improve it? And so that's where our meetings always take place. What can be improved? How can it be improved? You know, when can we improve it? Who's going to best implement that? Who cares about this more than anybody? And so when you guys start looking at things, start dialing some of that stuff in. It gets back to that priority talk. When you understand what your number one priority is, when you understand what your passionate pursuit is, when you start taking that stuff, then you can start holding yourself to a higher standard. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, This is kind of a a little bit of a throwback one, but I've had about four interesting conversations this week uh, that have led me to kind of talk about this a little bit. And so hopefully uh, it resonates for some of you guys. See you soon.